0: Welcome to Word Connect With Pastor Maxwell Ogaga A teaching ministry where believers are trained To be established in the truth of God's word For more information and free downloads Please visit www.thepastormax.ng Thank you Lord Thank you Lord Amen Let's um Tonight, we'll start uh, laying the foundation for the things that I want to share along the lines of the sons of God revealed. And uh, it's good to see everybody again. Uh, And I know it was maybe probably the quickest conference that I've ever been put together, but it serves the purpose, and we'll rejoice and we're glad about it. Bring you greetings from the Bonnie Church. And I trust that God will help us today to lay the foundation for what we're going to study today, tomorrow, and on Sunday. Let's pray. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together, faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray all right so we want to look at this theme of the sons of god revealed the sons of god revealed and that's taken from romans chapter 8 let's turn to romans chapter 8 and uh, we're going to read from verse 1 and we will stop at verse 10 okay so we're going to study look at romans chapter 8 from verse 1 to 10 But there was a statement made by a man called C.S. Lewis. And I want you to write that down because it is almost the summary of the things we're going to be sharing. C.S. Lewis said, was a Christian writer, he says, The Son of God became a man to enable men to become the sons of God. The Son of God became a man to enable men to become sons of God. That, uh, that's a very important quote by C.S. Lewis. Now, as we look at the concept of the sons of God revealed, and it is very important because when we kind of look at Christianity today as we have it practiced, you realize that it almost looks like it's the Christians that are running away from something. You know, they're, they're always running, you know, because some, something or someone is always pursuing them. Okay, so they're always running or they're always wanting. So it's either you're running from something or you're always wanting something. That's You hardly find believers who are in a position of authority. Or in a position where when you talk to them, they exude authority. Right? It's either you have the ones that have been pursued or you have the ones that are chasing after something. So there's always race involved. Either running... <laughs> trying to catch up something but when we look at the scriptures and we see the plan of god for his sons we find something absolutely absolutely a little bit different from what we observe so i want to go to romans chapter 8 and paul here talks about uh, paul puts up a very strong case where the sons of god are concerned now I want us to follow the thought line of Paul. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. It says, I use the New American Standard Bible, just in case. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So the first thing Paul says here, the two things he's trying to say here. First of all, Paul says, now there is no condemnation. He says, therefore, There is now no condemnation. Alright? Now, of course, you can't start a sentence with therefore. That means that Paul, up until this time, has been talking about the conflict of two natures. The law and righteousness by faith. So, he says that the man who will not experience condemnation is the man who is where? In Christ Jesus. Now, he says, for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death you need to pay attention to that now because in romans chapter 7 and verse and you understand if you have followed our explore bible conference before explore basically is to teach you the word of god so uh if you go to romans chapter 7 and verse 14 to verse 25 Paul was talking about the conflict of two natures within him. He was talking about he wanting to do right, and then he's doing evil, and the law, and all that. So he was talking about this. And then he comes on to chapter 8 and verse 1 and says, Listen, if the man is in Christ, there's no condemnation. Then he says, I'm actually referring to the people who work, verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, Has set us free from the law of sin and death. Now, so in verse 2, Paul separates two laws at work. He talks about the law of the spirit of life. And I want you to observe that word. The law of the spirit of life in Christ. And that law has set us free from the law of sin and death. The law has set us free from the the, the, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the laws of sin and death. Now it goes on to say verse three for what the law could not do, weak as it was, through the flesh. Remember our quotes that we started with that the Son of God became the Son of Man, to enable the sons of men become what? the sons of god. Now look at verse 3. It says for what the law could not do. That means the law could not bring people into perfection. Now this is very important for you to follow. The law actually could not make anyone uh confidently say that they were the sons of god. Because when man sinned and we'll get there, Genesis chapter 3, when man fell, the image of God in terms of the complete, total image of God that God wanted in man at the beginning also was tampered with. So the scripture says that all have seen and what? Fallen short of the glory of God. That means that they did not come into the full measure of the glory that God intends them to have. And you see, that's something we should start teaching the sons of God today. We should start teaching people who they are in Christ in its fullness. I mean, I don't think, and I'm from the word of God, I don't see where God is raising Christians who are afraid of what people can do to them, who are afraid of who can kill them, or what who's who's always in the pursuit of something, 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 something. No. The picture God has in mind, and what we see in the scriptures are Sons of God that are empowered to live like gods on the earth. To have authority, to have dominion, praise God. And not only to have authority and dominion, to use that authority and dominion to set others free. Praise God. So it says here, That for what the law could not do, that means the law could not bring man into righteousness. And if man does not come into righteousness, man cannot have the capacity to carry the fullness of the Spirit of God. Because in the Old Testament, the Spirit could not dwell in them. The Spirit could only come upon them, praise God, for an assignment. But that's not God's eternal plan. God's eternal plan, as we see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, is that man will carry the fullness of his spirit on the earth so that man will represent him on the earth just as it is. It is man's duty to make the earth as heaven is. And that's very important. It is man's duty to make the earth as heaven is. Now he says, For what the Lord could not do, weak as it was, through the flesh, God did. That means what the Lord could not accomplish, God was able to do it. Now, He didn't do it through the law. He did it how? By sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin for He condemned sin in the flesh. So he says, you know what? The law could not bring man to perfection. The law could not bring man to that place where man can actually stand to represent God. He says, but what the law could not do, God did by his son. What did he do? He sent his son to take our image. You see, the child of God, must never forget the great exchange that took place as a child of god always keep in your mind that christ died in your place that christ took your place that christ was an offering for you praise the name of the lord and and always be conscious of that that an exchange has taken place Always be conscious of that exchange. That that exchange qualifies me for certain things. That exchange empowers me for certain things. And there are expectations based on that exchange. Amen. So he says, For what the Lord could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own Son, in the likeness of sinful flesh, and as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Alright, let's go on so that the requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us can you see that that whatever it was required in the law to come to perfection Jesus paid the price but the fulfillment is in us now now that, that's that's let's look at this right now right the price of Jesus on the price Jesus paid on the cross is reflected in us the righteousness he obtained in the cross is reflected in us how many of you know that let's put it this way i i I want to put it in a way that it doesn't cause misunderstanding how many of you know that god being righteous does him no good yeah okay let me put it this way god is righteous right we we all agree i I hope there's nobody here who thinks god is not righteous (laughs) okay so god is righteous right what does that do for god nothing nothing god is holy what does that do for him nothing Nothing. god is powerful what does that do for him nothing Nothing. absolutely nothing you see but his righteousness he's been powerful he's been great is only expressed through his sons you understand that let's put it this way any good man who has money what do they tell you who should you look at Uh, if you guys don't know the answer we'll just close it down and send anybody his wife right (laughs) his wife that's the answer do you understand because they expect that if a man is wealthy his wife should be uh, the man might not wear clothes i mean some of you know Uh, we guys we just yeah but who will go to the market and buy the bangles and buy the yeah i mean you know how sisters dress right blue paws blue earring blue sh- blue shirts there are some men that are copying them now but let's have mercy on those men but you understand what i'm saying the reflection of the man's wealth actually will either reflect in his family that means if you want to see how wealthy a man is if you look at his family you can be able to see what the wealth so he's saying that listen the requirements of the law jesus actually said look at this jesus said i've come to fulfill the law right jesus said i've come to fulfill the law then paul says the fulfillment of that law is actually in us that means when jesus went to the cross as the passover lamp it was not for his sake it was for our sake that he went to the cross as the passover lamb. That's why when Jesus died and rose again, he said to his disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore. That means that the expression of God's authority is in his sons. So if there is a demon to be cast out, we, don't, we are not going to ask God to come and help us. The casting out of that demon, now follow this now. The casting out of that demon to show that God has triumphed over principalities and powers now rests in us, rest with us. So we take the name of the Father and do the works of the Father. That's very important. We take the name of the Father to do what? The works of the Father. So everything Jesus did has to be reflected in what? In his sons who do not work according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So there's the Spirit work, there's the flesh work. Now go on, it says, For those who are according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, do what? Set their minds on what? On the Spirit. The things of the spirit. Now it's important for us to understand something. I'm just going through this foundation now. It's important for us to understand something. That Paul now goes on to say that the son of the sons of God can choose where they set their minds. Right? They can choose. That if you set your mind to the flesh then you would work in the flesh. But if you set your mind to the Spirit, then you will do what? You will work according to the Spirit. So, note this. We cannot have absolute dominion on the realm without the use of our mind. You can't have absolute dominion on the realm without the use of your mind. That's why one of the biggest scriptures we're going to deal with as we go on is the renewal of our mind. If a man's mind is renewed, he can be in the same place and have a different experience. You can be in the same place with people and have a different experience. You can be in the same nation with people and have a different experience. Praise God. Why? Because your mind has been renewed. Let's go on. Verse verse 7 now. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God. For it does not subject itself to the law of God. For it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Look at that, dwell in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, it does not belong to him. So one of the signs that we belong to Christ is that the spirit of God dwells in us. See, don't take that statement lightly. The spirit of God dwells in you the spirit of god lives in you that's something that that's something that jesus accomplished for us one of the massive differences between the old testament and the new testament is the fact that the spirit of god can dwell in us that God is no longer interested in living in temple made with hands. But God moved from the ark to the temple of Solomon. Moved from the temple of Solomon to the temple in Jerusalem. Lived in the ark. But in AD 20, God ensured that the Romans invaded Jerusalem. And when Jesus was hung on the cross. The scripture says, the curtain in the holies of holies was ripped from the bottom down. And forever, forever, forever. Our access to God was made plain without law and requirements. That's why it's important today that we are careful not to teach people and put certain laws all over their life so that it looks like if you don't do this, God will not be able to do this. If you don't do that, God will not be able to do that. No, listen, the spirit of God dwells in us and that spirit is a spirit of victory that spirit is a spirit that makes a man overcome praise the name of the lord i'll tell you this any day the child of god decides to work in victory that day he would work in victory if you make up your mind glory to god if you decide that oh, okay on this matter it's enough and take your stand and take your place Can I tell you something? There's nothing you need done that God is going to do for you. Everything you need done has been done. There's no extra debt on your behalf. You know, your case is not so special that they will quickly send the second batch of Jesus to come and die. No, it's one death that gives access to everything you will ever need, past, present, or future. Whatever you're going to need in the next 40 years of your life on the cross has been achieved. Glory to God. Glory to God. Then he says, oh, I like this. However, you're not in the flesh but in the spirit. Even though the spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he doesn't belong to him. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead would also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So Paul says that the spirit of God that dwells in us gives life to our mortal bodies. That means that from that means that if you want life imparted to your mortal body, the source of the new life is already inside of you. That's why healing does not come from the outside. Healing comes from the inside. Because the spirit of God in you can can deal with any form of sickness. You see, let, let, let me put it this way: Yeah, you know we are more conscious of our kidneys than we're conscious of the spirit. Yeah, we're more conscious. I mean, how many of you get up in the morning and say, "Oh, Father, thank you," because your spirit lives in me? No. We're, we're so we're more conscious of our mortal body. We're not so conscious of the spirit body. Yeah. It will change the way we talk. It will change the way we see ourselves. If you're more conscious of the spirit of Christ that dwells in you, it will change your confession. It will change what you think are limits in your life. You know, that's a series I'm going to do next month. Taking the limits of God. You see, where you are working in right now is the boundaries you have drawn for God. What you're experiencing right now is the boundaries you have drawn for God. You know, I keep telling people, these people who are trusting God for jobs, I tell them all the time, but they never listen. Right? You're trusting God for a job, right? You go to church, you pray. Oh, Father, thank you. Doors are open. I have jobs. Then the next day you walk out and you're talking with your friend and you say, you know what? In this country, you can't get any job except you know someone. What have you just said? What have you prayed? What have you said? And you know, that statement you said is not just a, a casual statement. That's actually what you believe, not what you prayed. That's what you believe. That's what you believe ah, you have to know somebody do you know god he said yeah i know god but we're well, talking this is nigeria <laughs> let me tell you you know sometimes we we always live as if evil is so powerful that even god cannot do anything in that evil system we, we, we put it that way that you know this is nigeria somehow somehow even god himself knows that this is nigeria and therefore he respects himself So there are certain miracles we don't expect God to perform. But we forget that even in the Old Testament, God appeared to wicked people who who did not know him and gave them instructions. Glory to God. I don't believe that there's anything I need that can come to me. Oh, a thousand times no. Even if the most wicked person on earth has possession of it, He says, Psalm 24 liberates me. He says, the earth is the Lord. Let's put it there. Let me show you something. One of the scriptures that liberates me a lot. Psalm 24 and verse 1. We know Psalm 23, but we don't know so much of Psalm 24. Look at this. The earth is the Lord's. Hmm? And all it contains. The world and those who dwell in it. See, meditate on this scripture. Take it home meditate on it until it becomes a reality in your spirit that you know what this whole earth it belongs to god that's number one number two everything that is contained in this earth listen that's your car i know you bought it i know your name is on it it's god's right everything when he says everything right come on everything should mean everything right yeah everything even you He says the world and those who dwell in it. That means the earth, the things it contains and the people that dwell therein belongs to God. So when it's God's time to move, even if he's a hidden king, God knows how to speak to that king. So you don't even need to you don't need to compromise your faith you don't need to speak like they speak you don't need to talk like they talk because your father is the owner of the earth all it contains and all the people therein glory to God come and I said glory to God well let's go back to Romans chapter 8 thank you lord so it says so brethren verse 12 we're not under obligation we are on the obligation, sorry, not to the flesh, but to live according to the spirit. For if you're living according to the spirit, you must you must die to the flesh, sorry. You must die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you would live. For all who are being learned by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You see, one of the things believers need to grind their faith in is how to be led by the lord praise god you see many times we don't take time to process the leading of the spirit if and i tell you this right if you pay attention the holy ghost will lead you most times we already have our plans you know as we all seated here we all have planned our life some of us have even planned our life for the next 30 years and we all plan those lives on variables we cannot control, which is very funny. You know, someone, I mean, it's not bad to plan. You know, I teach planning, but you see, that's why James says you would say by the grace of God, tomorrow out. You see, what makes your plan effective is the grace of God and committing it into the hands of God. It's not your smartness, your, you know, life wheel, color wheel, diagram, this one, that one. That's why some of the things you planned have not come to pass you know sometimes some of the things we plan don't come to pass because god just wants to god just wants to use that to still tell us that we are humans because you know the way we go sometimes we it's almost like we're ahead and then we tell god to hurry up by now i'm 35 you know what i should be doing by now i don't know what you are doing with all your miracles it's almost that way we live our life but you see to be led by the spirit um when i you know coming for this meeting there's been a lot of challenges with the both and everything and everything and everything so i think the last time i was here i spent like three days outside i go when every day there was no chance so then I, on tuesday i got up and i told my wife i said ah. i said the way this thing is looking is like they might just call somebody that there's space on the on the on the flights come and just get on the flight so we laughed about it and i did not park so on wednesday i was in church and i was talking so i needed to call the person to confirm if i can come on thursday and i called like 1 15 and then he tells me 120 and then he tells me oh pastor i think 125 then he tells me oh pastor if you can come by two o'clock you can get on the flight and i'm like oh so i mean i had to hurriedly pack in 30 minutes but do you realize that that impression that looked like i was just joking was the lord getting me ready yeah that's the lord getting me ready and you know, the, and then, I mean, I was to do something that Wednesday, but I just told my wife, I said, you know what, if I miss this opportunity, I, because that statement came out from nowhere. It didn't come out from nowhere. It came out from my spirit. Are you following that? Now, looking back now, I can use it as an example. Because it happened. Do you realize? Because it happened just that way. I mean, how do you just get up and say, oh, it's like this is how the trip is going to be. And then the next day it happens that way. Now, what about other things that has come out of my spirit but i didn't see a physical manifestation maybe it didn't even happen the next day and i just dropped it and then when something goes wrong i'll say you know what i don't even know god doesn't care but many times the instructions that god wants to put in your heart you have already spoken them out yeah Are you following that? You see, that's why a believer must spend time praying in the spirit and praying in tongues and praying and just fellowshipping. Hmm? Just set your mind on things above. Just put your mind there. You see, the instructions you need will come up from your spirit. Sometimes it will be a suggestion to your wife. That's what the spirit wants you to do. Suggest some to your husband. You know, some of the times we run. You know, we, ah, we struggle to get direction. We fast. We pray, but we don't listen to the Spirit because for us the spirit has to be spectacular it has to be one man saying go deeper go deeper papa go deeper and then calling your grandfather calling the trees or you know it must be in a church setting no as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god listen god is committed to leading his children the voice of a stranger they will not hear he says my sheep hear my voice it's the Lord that will lead you to green pastures. Praise God. Today I see believers, oh God. Just ah man, just make decisions without prayer. If you want to if you want to see the maturity of a believer, when they tell you, "Oh, this is what I'm going to do." Just ask them, "Have you prayed about it? Do, do you have the leading of the Lord concerning that?" They say, "I oh, know, I have not prayed, but I talked to my auntie." <laughs> yeah. He said, no, 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 I've not prayed, but my uncle, I, that my uncle, his advice never fails. To be led by the Spirit. You see, we cannot, I, I'm going to get into the revelation of God's sons, but you see, these are fundamentals. Because we cannot walk in absolute dominion if we don't know how to take steps with God. It's like trying to solve algebra and you still have a problem. You know, I remember in school, I'm not so much of a mathematics student. I mean, the only maths I do now is just to calculate my money and my tights. But I don't calculate maths for anything else. But, you know, so I wasn't, I'm wasn't. i not somebody who loves mathematics. So, I mean, then we were in class one day, and then one teacher called Mr. Nikachik, but I can't forget the man. Him, slim, dark man, comes on the board and says, well, they just brought him to school. He's going to teach us a subject. We are wondering because we didn't have so many subjects. We didn't have some subject teachers there. And then he wrote on the mass further mathematics. So I told my friend, this is for how many people? This is for the whole class. <laughs> you guys are not serious. We are not, we are not, we are not okay with maths. Then you now add further mathematics to it. I mean, it's just fine. I don't want to go further in this. That's what a lot of believers are. They are trying to get further mathematics sorted. And they can't even do maths. People want to walk in so much power. But the Holy Ghost can't even lead them. See, I'll tell you, if the Lord leads you, it'll prevent you from accidents. It'll prevent you, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) it'll prevent you from wrong investment. You won't just look at the returns of the investment, you will listen to your spirit. It'll prevent you from um, wrong relationships. Everything might look right on the outside, but something on your inside is just something on your inside, something on your inside. It's not something. That's the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. He's giving you directions for victory. Hallelujah. Come and I said hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's let's look at this quickly. Then it says, For all who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. Now let's establish two things. The first thing he says, the verses we read before this, it says, if the spirit of Christ lives in you, you belong to him. That if you are led by that Spirit, you're the Son of God. Now, two things that must qualify a believer is this. First of all, the Spirit of God lives in him. How do we know that? When a man gets born again, the Holy Ghost lives in him. Now, that Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit, better rendition, is designed for direction. You see, I don't want us to miss it. Are you following what I'm saying? It is. See, in this life, you would require direction. You would need direction. And Start practicing it, just pray in the morning, Spirit of God. Just give me a lead, lead me, guide me. Thank you. I, I thank you for direction, thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for the. We must normalize being directed by the Spirit. And listen, I'm not talking about being spooky or be weird. Hmm? No, there's anybody that will come now that is Holy Ghost that told me to wear this shirt. It's Holy Ghost. You, you might pass there and get into madness. That's not what I'm talking about. All right, <laughs> I'm not, yeah, because then there are some people you can't even talk to and say the Spirit. That's not what I'm talking about, but just being led by the spirit you see if we normalize these daily impressions what's going to happen is that when god needs us to make a major turn it will be so easy it will be so easy so the spirit of god lives in us and then we are led by the spirit of god these are the things that qualifies us as the sons of god then he goes on to say for You have not received... You know where we're going is actually verse 19. For you have not received a spirit of slavery. Look at this. Leading to fear again. This is important. You have not received the spirit of slavery. It means that the spirit of God you received... It's not the spirit that makes you timid. It's not the spirit of slavery. Are you following this now? It, you see, when you look at your Christianity and you are practicing it from a slavery perspective, it's not of God. Slave to the elements of this world. Praise God. Slave to the, the uh, how do I put it now? Slave to uh, all kinds of stuff you know i was thinking about something and 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 the lord was putting up in my spirit any kind of fear is not from god you know there are people who are afraid of their future they are just afraid of their future just ah i don't know how tomorrow is going to be if they're so afraid of their future they take steps today out of fear that now lands them in the future they have been expecting you know you can rehearse your fear of the future so much that that becomes your dominant conversation hmm that's how you say, i don't want to marry a bad man i don't want to marry a bad man you see you you might likely end up marrying a bad man because that's what you are saying then in the first place why do you think you would marry a bad man you do you understand what is even f- forming that thought. you now say ah i know many people's marriages that are not working so why are you looking at those that are not working can you see that you are direct you are heading to the pits by the marriages you are looking at and by the words you are saying and by the fear that has gripped your heart you know many times when we we're growing up people used to say that they will spend time praying on the will of god they don't want to make mistakes and all that and then i would ask them why do you think you would make mistake Other the areas of your life hmm? you don't think you'll make mistake in whatever but this i say ah it has one corner the devil waits for people I said, so the devil lives your life and now waits for you in that corner. Why Why is he? You know, see, We build a theology around it that we almost approach relationship out of that fear. And what happens is that it's a spirit of slavery. So one of my friends told me, he said, what do you do? I said, it's simple. Scripture says, commit your ways into the Lord. He'll direct your path and all of that. And you know, wife who fears the Lord. Put those two scriptures together. Pray them. Every time the thoughts come, read those scriptures to the thoughts. Praise God. Read the scriptures to the thoughts. And then, uh, God bless her darling soul. A lady came to our school then and now taught 100 questions you should ask yourself before you get married. 100 questions. I mean, it was four parts. Cassette tapes in those days. Huh? And then people copied the questions. Then you want to get married and now put 100 questions in front of you and then you are marking, you are marking, you are marking, you are marking. The scripture says the heart of man is desperately wicked above all things. Who shall know it? I'm not saying you should not follow your rules and regulations. But ultimately, even the man who is talking to you does not know himself. You know, people don't know the evil they are capable of doing. is The grace of God is not in their hearts. You know, women are very, very, very kind. You know, a woman would stay with her husband. If the husband is sick and going through all kinds of things, the woman will be there. Women hardly run and leave. You know, men always run and leave their children. But women would stay there. Right? That's why you see that most times when you take off single parents, they always refer to women. You hardly see a man who is a single parent. The guy will just take off, just carry the children, go and drop them in his grandfather's village, and then go and Before you know, he has married another. I mean, men are just like that. So when God was comparing himself on how he would take care of us, he says, If a woman will not forget her suckling, I will not forget you, right? I mean, that's to show you the nature of women. I mean, beautiful souls. But do you realize that in the scriptures, there were women who actually cooked their kids. When there was famine. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so I want you, it's a bit graphic, but I want you to think about it. Huh? Imagine roasting your child, now nah, cutting, cutting. Ah, these are the fingers, put them aside. You know how you guys prepare food now? He ah, said, This is the heart. He <laughs> said, It's usually sweet. And then separate it and all that. <laughs> huh? And then they ate. And, and you know, women, they are very generous. They would have even saved some other men. There's meat, so we have meat. And then they ate. And the next day, they went to cook the other woman's. And the woman said, No, no, no. Now, this is where I'm going. I'm not talking about the story, because the story is in the Bible. If the other woman had probably agreed, we would not have heard that story. I hear what I was saying. And then you hear people say, Ah, God is wonderful. Oh. There was meat yesterday. Oh. I say, Ah, the way God provides. Well. And then it was people they cooked. But it was because that woman did not agree. That's when the other woman had raised the alarm and then the story popped up. What I'm trying to say is that that's the heart of an unregenerated man. So, In in your life, to be led by the Spirit is a requirement for victory. I'll give you another example in the New Testament. Paul was to sail, praise God. Paul was to sail. And what happened? He says, the weather looked good. But Paul says, I perceived in my spirit we should not sail. They went. Not quite long. They hit a storm. The natural weather was good. But where I ahead you see, God is seen behind the curve. God is, there are steps God will take you to, to, God will ask you to take today. They will not make meaning to you. Ten years down the line, you see that those steps are very important. Praise God. Those steps are very important. There are steps that God will forbid you and say, don't take it. Everybody around you will say, take it, take it, it looks good. We're talking about the revelation of God's sons. If we're going to be revealed in the fullness of our capacity, we must learn to be led by the Spirit. Praise God. For instance, how do we break the economic famine that's around? To be led by the Spirit. Yeah. How do we get into the future of prosperity and increase that God asks for us? To be led by the Spirit. You remember there was a time Joseph um, um, Isaac wanted to leave Egypt. What did God tell him? God says, Don't go. You know that there's nobody he can explain that advice to. And at times the Lord will tell you to go. Are you following this? Just as the Lord can stop you from going somewhere, the Lord can tell you to go somewhere. So, but the, the most important thing is that the spirit of god please i want to pay attention to that i'm going to anchor on here tonight so that we build up but the, the 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 spirit of god that's in you is not the spirit of slavery see it's not the spirit of slavery god has not ordained you to be slaves of circumstances to be slave of anything You see, that spirit of fear is the spirit of slave, And we must be careful not to teach that in church. And make the sons of God afraid. No, we're not the ones who's got the spirit of slavery He says, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry, what? Abba, Father. Three things you must speak in that place. And if you study the writings of Paul, you know Paul writes very logically. Three things Paul is trying to establish. Number one, the Spirit of God lives in us. That's what qualifies us to be sons. Number two, the Spirit of God within us leads us. That's what qualifies us to, to, to be sons, right? Then number three, the Spirit of God in us qualifies us to call Him Father. You see, the adoption here is not English adoption. You know, English adoption, you now go and No, that's not. The adoption here... Is Jewish adoption. It's more like saying, "Listen, the Father gives you His name and performs the bar mitzvah ceremony. You can now use the name of the Father to trade." Three things we found there: that the Spirit of God lives in us. Is see, be conscious of it? Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why you can't die young. Be conscious that the Spirit of God lives in you. Praise God. That's why certain things. Don't expect certain things to happen to you. Don't, you know, the, I don't know how to teach believers this. Don't be expecting certain things. You know, people just expect certain things and they are negative. Why? That's setting your mind on the things in the flesh. Set your mind on things of the Spirit. What's the things of the Spirit? The things of the Word. What does... You see, let the Word be your expectation. Glory to God. Let the Word be your expectation. Let the Word be your expectation. So you set your mind on things of the Spirit, things above. Now, the Spirit of God lives in us. The Bible says, if that spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in us in the cooking our mother body. Now, I want to follow this. Listen to this carefully. The same spirit that God possesses, the same spirit that's in Jesus, it's that same spirit that's in you. It wasn't reduced. Do you understand? They didn't give you a China Holy Spirit. That's why God can communicate to you directly and it can be accurate. It's the same quality of spirit. You see, if you go and test my son now, There are some children you will see their father's face and their mother's face in them. Like you can look at the child and say, oh, this child looks like the mother. And then there are some children that their own destiny is to confuse people. You look at the child from here, it looks like the mother. You look from here, it looks like the father. You look from the back, it looks like the grandfather. You know, there are children like that. So, I mean, if if three people look at the child, they will be telling you the child resembles three different people. Those ones can be a bit difficult. You know, but if you do a DNA test... You know, the DNA test actually does not take the resemblance of the child from the physical substance. The DNA machine is not about it. The DNA machine cannot be deceived, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Because it goes straight to what? The genetic makeup. That is, what constitutes that child is what they are looking at it's not the physical nature you see that's what the spirit of god is right that's what the spirit of god is if we look at the dna of god and look at our dna regardless of our physical condition it will come out that we're the sons of god and i'll talk about that tomorrow i don't want to start that now i'll talk about that tomorrow john chapter one that when we believe in him he gives us the right to be the sons of god see so the first and that's why if people including christians understand this ethnicity is not a problem you know this ethnic thing about racism it's just you know it can't go away because as far as the human being is looking at you based on the color of your skin you are white you are black you are Igbo, you are chakiri what's going to happen you see immediately we classify ourselves what's going to happen racism will come out there i mean there are forms of racism The, the the biggest is white and black you know but everywhere even in this country you know there's racism we might not call it racism but we just we call it tribalism tribalism and racism is just different spelling it's the same spirit to say that if you're not from here you don't qualify for what are you following what i'm saying but you see the scripture says no we know man after the flesh that means that when a child of god is born again and he sees somebody from ebo sees somebody from yoruba sees somebody from anywhere he does not look at that man from the flesh he sees that person as a brother and as a sister why because the scripture says they have become part of the household of faith hallelujah so so paul establishes three things says, the spirit of god lives in us i want you to be conscious of that say that to yourself all the time teach your children that are you hearing what i'm saying when your children come up with fear report them no that can happen to you the spirit of god lives on the inside of you praise god praise god don't teach your children discipline by fear you know their are parents like that say don't go into that cupboard there's no juju there. no you are using the enemy's tool to train a righteous child and it's a lie because there's nothing there you know you can't produce anything by lying yeah, don't don't do that i know that's the way we were raised that's how we we're trained but it's not it's not proper Because you start sowing fear and start sowing fear and start sowing fear and start sowing fear fear. later when they become afraid they are wondering, no. So what you should do is, you see, let them know what, how do I put it? Just tell them what it is. Let people be disciplined not out of the motivation of fear but because they need to be disciplined. So let's leave that. Two, the Spirit of God lives in us, right? Leads us. Leads us and then the spirit of god qualifies us to call god father i know there are many names we like to call god we like to call him miracle walker you know um fire god thunder god the one that speaks and many people can understand we have many names you see but the one name that jesus died so you can call god is father because other people could call him those names but no one could call him father until jesus died so that's why (laughs) you know when jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray how did he tell the disciples to pray our father he says our father he didn't even say pray to my father he says our you know by using the word our what was jesus trying to say that your father is my father i mean have you ever thought about that reality that the same father jesus prayed to is the same father you're praying to what about if you think of that daily that when Jesus was walking the shores of Galilee the same father he related to you have access to that same father and know sometimes because of our teachings we've limited ourselves praise God huh? you know we tell people that when you pray the prince of patience stopped the prayers of Daniel so when you pray your prayer did not pass the ceiling and people always pray that oh God we pray that you will accept our prayers hmm Why are they stopping your prayers? Where are you seated? The Bible says we're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So is it that between you and God, there's the Prince of Persia? Because that that scripture there says, we're seated with Christ in the heavenly places, and Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. So where is the Prince of Persia there? So you see that in the New Testament, we're taught where we're seated. When we pray... We fine-tune our mind again back to the Old Testament. So you see, there's this fluctuation between the Old and the New. The Old and the New. And the scripture says the man who is unstable or who is double-minded will receive nothing from the Lord. Praise God? You know, uh, we've got a couple of testimonies. in our, uh, uh, When I was coming today, one of our sisters... Well, I'm not saying this so you don't do CS. I know there are some, some way pastors teach, but that's not what I mean. And... Uh, they told her the baby was big, she she has to go through CS and everything, so she came to the office. and So I went and I prayed prayed for her, and uh, myself and sister Mary, just prayed over her, I Just spoke God's word over her. We, we told her, well, go back, do the test again, if the doctor says you should go for the CS, it's fine, you can't, but you'll be fine. And then she went, and then she delivered normally. Now, this is what I've observed. That's happened like two times. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with CS, I'm just saying but I've observed that twice. Now, this is what happened when the lady, the, the other lady came to share the testimony, she said, when I prayed for her, that she was expecting me to pray. But I just prayed. You know, what she was trying to say is that the prayer was not enough. Huh? You understand that? You know, some people like that. You know, if I come now and say, Oh, well, thank you tonight. You are blessed as you go. You know, you don't feel like are you what I'm saying? But you know when you say you know you are blessed, say seven amen and you amen, amen, amen. You know, as you put that walk, it looks like you are you are pounding the blessing. Uh-huh, now we are prayed. He said that thing would limit your faith. I'm telling you. He said so. I told them, and you know, when he started sharing the test, we share it publicly, the other old lady. And I told them, I said, Listen, you pray heavy prayers privately and pray simple prayers publicly. Are you hearing what i'm saying that's what, that's how jesus lived he prayed all night he would come he says take your bed and walk let me give you an example i think i'll teach this in our faith conference this month end the law of words and that's very important let me let me end up with that you know jesus never told that victory i curse you he, you know he never said that Jesus never said that what did jesus say no man will eat from you again and that was the curse how many of you have heard people always say I don't know why people don't like me people don't like me have you heard people say that all the time you know those are curses right you know a curse doesn't have to be I curse you a curse has to be you concerning things that don't make your life productive and you just place curses on yourself so what am I saying when it comes to I don't know why I'm teaching this but to help someone when it comes to the law of words you don't have to put you know energy jesus did not say i curse you no he didn't say that he just says no man will eat food from you anymore but you know what he has generated so much power in his private works that his casual words carry that same power that's where we need to get to we need to get to the place are you hearing what i'm saying that when you just say things they are established but that comes from what setting your mind on the things of the spirit If you see a man who constantly spends time praying, reading the word, feeding himself on the word, reading the word, feeding himself on the word, you might just get to that place where when you desire something, the Lord will begin to bring it to pass. You say something, the Lord will begin. You will be so careful with your words because when you speak non-productive words, they will come to pass. There are things I've said and I I pull it back quickly. I just pull it back. I said, no Lord, I repent of that. I cancelled that seed. Why? Because I've trained myself over time to believe that what I say will come to pass. Praise the name of the Lord. So the Spirit of God makes us what? Adopted as sons. So we can call him what? Abba, Father. That's very important. Let's just finish that scripture and then... Thank you, Lord. Uh, Romans. So we call him Abba, Father. Thank you, Lord. Alright. Let's go to verse... Which verse are we now? Verse 17 or 16? Alright. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. So four things: the spirit of God lives in us. Praise God. The spirit of God leads us. The spirit of God in us makes us to call God father. Number four, the spirit again bears witness, testifies that we are the sons of God. So if you ask the Holy Spirit, he'll tell you that you're a son. He bears witness with our spirit. And this is testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Nice he is and his children heirs also heirs of God heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ even did we suffer with him so we may also be glorified with him think of that word that you are an heir of God and you are a joint heir with Christ oh come on meditate on that I am a joint heir with Christ it changes everything Praise God. Don't look so much to your natural heritage. Look to your spiritual heritage. Praise God. You know, some of us just witnessed... Well, we watched it. Not like we witnessed it. We witnessed the coronation of the... The law of worry recently. It was all over the news. Right? You know that immediately that... The king was selected... As the Olu of worry... You know, everything around him changed. There were even pictures online of the former president uh president you know kneeling before him and paying homage let me tell you a day before that coronation was done that will never happen in his life you see your being an heir of God changes things around you you see the, the the king now I don't want to call him young man the king now everything around him has changed praise God the people around him have changed. His words are now laws. If he says something, people are on ground to execute it. That's who you became when you became the child of God. Your words became laws. That's why you should make sure you are not collaborating with the devil to destroy your life. Say things you want to see. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When people are having discussions that are unproductive, walk away. Brother Copeland will say, if you can't speak faith, keep quiet. And I tell you, In this country, we will prosper, we will be safe, we will walk in health, we will walk in victory, we will walk in growth. Our light is not going dim. Our light will shine brighter and brighter and brighter. I know people say, well, things are expensive now. Well, the Holy Ghost knows how to get us over. He he knows, he knows how to get us over. Glory to God. The Holy Ghost knows how to get us over. Get your faith to work thank you lord get your faith to work the spirit of god can factor inflation into your allocation. he knows the numbers he can get it sorted praise god i'm telling you listen i'm telling you Eh? there is nothing in this life that will bother me if they like they should even say that one goat is now one million as far as there's goats as far as there's one million it will be bought There's nothing there. You know, you are looking at numbers. Ah, how will somebody survive? That's not the statement of a king. That's not how you would talk if the Spirit of God lives in you. No. Listen, your provision will not come. It has already come. It's been factored. It's there already. What stops it is you having the spirit of slavery. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In the worst of conditions, he promises light. In the worst of conditions, he promised us victory. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand on our feet. That time is gone. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. Can we lift our hands and just thank him? Oh, Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, yes, we thank you. Spirit of the living God, we thank you. Oh, yes, we thank you. We thank you. No fear. No fear. Whatever fear is in your heart right now, let it go. Fear of your children. Fear of the future. Fear of tomorrow. Just let it go. Just let it go. (laughs) Just let it go. Glory to God. The victory is ours. The victory is ours. The victory is ours. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have your seat.